Welcome to Ask Adam Steve Show. Hello, I am Adam. And I am Steve. And we're here to talk to you guys about movie news and big movies coming out here in the middle of December of 2022. Let's talk about some movie news first. So did you see the post that I sent you today about Black Adam and uh, The Rock and James Gunn? I did. How do you feel about that? Um, You know, I'm not really disappointed in it. I actually thought it was kind of funny that it almost felt like The Rock was definitely kind of mad and kind of sad that he wasn't going to be Black Adam, at least for now, is what he kept saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad at it because Black Adam, unfortunately, was not a very good movie this year. And I think a lot of people realize that. And that's why James Gunn's probably just shaking up a lot of stuff and a lot of people are freaking out about it. But I think James Gunn is doing a lot of the right stuff. So I'm not mad at it whatsoever. I I don't know. I I'm interested in where Black Adam would go. Like I agree it's not a, like a great achievement and it's not something we should continue investing in, but like I it was the start of a big thing that they were trying to do and as bad as I saw Venom 2, you know what I mean? And Venom 2 is better than Venom. So who's to say that Black Adam can't find its footing in a sequel, especially with Superman, right? Yeah, and especially with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, yeah, this movie wasn't great, but it wasn't necessarily his fault that it wasn't that great. A lot of the Mm -hmm. story just wasn't there, mostly for me. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't bad, and I think it'd be funny to see him especially go against someone like a Zachary Levi being a Shazam character. I think the two dynamics against each other would be really fun, but if they're not going to move forward with it for now, I can see why. But granted, I would watch a second movie for sure. I so I do blame The Rock for the poor quality of this movie because he could have had a, any director, right? And he picked a, one of his like lapdog directors who did Jungle Cruise. Like I don't know. I think he was such a the, this narrative about him right now is especially with the Shazam sequel. He's like, I refuse to show up in a Shazam end credit sequence. I'm the front runner. I am the big guy. I want my own movie. If he would have just stepped aside from his ego, I feel like Black Adam would have had a better chance to flourish in the DCEU. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that a little bit. If definitely if there was a better director in that chair, I think he would have seen a better movie for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that all the stuff with uh, James Gunn and people are like, oh, you're 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 like kicking everything that we like out and you're keeping your wife. And like, that's funny. Uh, but Obviously, the Suicide Squad is in the DCEU is much better than everything else that there is. Can you name a DCEU movie better than the Suicide Squad? Not in the slightest. I mean, I literally named it as I think it was my favorite movie of 2020. So like the Batman's not in the DCEU. Joker's not in the DCEU. And those are the successful ones critically as of late. And I don't know. It's all really sad and pathetic. And um, but did you see Zachary Levi tweet? Yeah, he's like. Don't get worried, guys. Shazam 2 is going to be great. <laughs> I didn't see that, but that makes me laugh because, honestly, I'm a big fan of Shazam and Zachary Levi, so I'm still very excited for that movie, regardless if it literally doesn't matter anymore, I guess. I don't know, but I'm still excited. Oh, I'm excited. I'll be there. Like I was making my most anticipated list of 2023, and I kept the Flash at the 10 spot because I was like, what, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? What could this be? How good is this movie that we had to overcome 
overcome so much adversity to get so there. So much. You know? Yeah. Ah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say about the DCEU. And we're basically like a DCEU update show at this point. <laughs> every For week real. or every month, there's more stuff. Like studio, yeah. like Warner Brothers in general has just had a crazy ass year. So they're due for something hopefully better in 2023, I hope, especially with the stupid ass discovery stuff with HBO and everything. Like Warner Brothers in general, this seems like kind of a clusterfuck. So hopefully they can get their stuff kind of figured out. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any other uh, pieces of news you'd like to talk about before we get to the Globes? Well, I actually didn't get to watch it yet, so I'm curious if you did. The new Barbie trailer dropped. I've been seeing a bunch of stuff all over the place, so I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it, because I have a feeling you watched it. I definitely watched the Barbie trailer. Um, it's funny because it's great. I love it. I mean, it's funny because the target audience is not really going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like little girls are not going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a 2001 a Space Odyssey reference. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder how they are taking this in. And also, these are like girls that are going to see Avatar The Way of Water. Because not to jump ahead, but um, I feel like that movie is trying to appeal to teenage girls. And I think it succeeded. And um, I... I lost my train of thought. Well, just in general, like I knew all the stuff about the 2001 references in the trailer. So, oh yeah, Barbie's of... Barbie's trying to appeal to to teenage girls, and so I think it's a good trailer. I think it's great. I'm very excited for it. It's one of my top five most anticipated movies of the year, but um, it's not the one I wanted them to do. You know? Yeah, I I heard it's not really anything story wise. It's kind of just trying to kind of pay homage or a little bit or reference to 2001 so mm. i'm curious to see more when they actually release a trailer kind of for a story in a way kind of tell you what you're actually going to see so i'm still excited regardless because i still have it in my most anticipated as well mm. greta gerwig is a fantastic director so i'm sure that whatever she puts out there is going to be very fun mm-hmm. yes uh, I'm i'm there day one i will be there before i go to oppenheimer uh Me too. <laughs> it'll be really funny if the oppenheimer uh, screening is before Barbie though, because I will, I'll, I think that should be the proper way that I experience these, you know? Well, and the funny part about it is they're both summer blockbusters, but one of them kind of fits more as a summer blockbuster than the other one, because like Oppenheimer is about a fucking like nuclear bomb and it's mm-hmm. kind of like going to be kind of dark and depressing, I'm guessing. And then we're going to get Barbie that's all bright and colorful and happy and it's kind of funny that they're both coming out the same weekend and it's going to be interesting to see which one really takes the top spot because I think Barbie has a fighting chance, honestly, because Christopher Nolan in the box office doesn't really get out that well. I think film Twitter is seeing Barbie but over Oppenheimer. I think so too. It's going to be interesting. Yes. I, I can't wait. I, I love it. I love it. I love 2001 a Space Odyssey. I love that specific reference. Uh, Simu needs to stop. Simu, uh, <laughs> the Shang-Chi, uh, he's... Going crazy on social media. Did you see what he said? Recently? What did he say recently? Yeah, he just posted the Barbie trailer and he was like, oh, it's only Hollywood is only like superhero movies these days. And it's like, dude, you're literally advertising a, a toy commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he's he's really unlikable at the moment, but I don't know. I'll see another Shang-Chi movie. Yeah, I love Shang-Chi, so he gets a pass for now, but it's kind of silly just to kind of fight with film Twitter because you're really not going to win. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, 
But yes, uh, anything else before we touch on the globes? Uh, not that I can think of right now. Let's talk about those big globes. Okay, so um, I'm very excited because there's a lot of movies that did very well at this that we did not expect to do very well. Uh, personal favorite of mine of the year, Elvis, is nominated for not only like, like Best Motion Picture Drama, but Boz got a nomination. Austin Butler got a nomination. I'm pretty sure that Tom Hanks got a nomination as well. And it's just really good to see uh, Elvis out here thriving. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Elvis is thriving for my YouTube channel as well, because like mm-hmm. I rated the movie a three and a half. I was not raving mm-hmm. about it, but my video has like one point eight thousand views now. Mm-hmm. So like by far my most successful video. And it's pretty funny mm-hmm. because I wasn't expecting it to be as big of a movie as it is. But mm-hmm. I think people like yourself really loved this movie. So I'm actually not that shocked by it. People are digging mm-hmm. it. I think a lot of it is just because the name Elvis kind of brings people out. Even people that have never really listened to it know the name. So mm-hmm. I'm actually, I think if I watch it again, I think it'd be more up on it. And I think Austin Butler is going to sneak into some big roles now. People keeps talking about him being the new Superman. What are your thoughts on that one first? As Superman? That's what I keep seeing like all over Twitter. Like People keep saying like Austin Butler as the new Superman now that Henry Cavill's out. I mean, he's too good looking. But, like, I would need to see his Clark Kent. Clark Kent is way more important to me than Superman. Anyone, Superman's just like, you know, you don't have to do much for Superman. But Clark Kent is where Christopher Reeve, I think, really shines. Um, so I would I would be open to the concept. I don't know anyone else better. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so that did very well. I'm excited to see. I, I think the only one it has a real shot at is Austin Butler for Best Actor because it's up against Brendan Fraser. Fraser, by the way, did you see that interview with Adam Sandler? That um, video is so good. I love that. Oh yes, uh, I'm 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 really digging the Brendan Fraser Fraser Renaissance that we've had. I really love the Whale, but I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it. Uh, Hugh Jackman in the Sun. That's not going to win anything. That was a, a disaster of a movie. Um, oh no. Uh, I don't know. Any, did you see Living this year? I have not. Bill Nye is nominated for that. And then Jeremy Pope for the inspection. That was the A24 one about the uh, army, the military, some the military guy. Um, I haven't seen that one either. But yeah, I think Austin Butler has a real shot at that. Okay. Another movie that had a lot of nominations, uh, surprisingly, was The Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, you saw this, correct? I actually just watched it a few days ago and I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big fan. I saw it in the theater and I thought it was hilarious. I didn't know it was going to be a comedy. Uh, so I, I, I had no idea what I was walking into. I couldn't even say the title. I just said it was the Martin McDonough movie. And yeah, I think Colin Farrell's gotten a lot of fanfare. I think um, what's it called? Supporting actor was. Um... Oh, yeah. Um, not Donald Gleason, but it's. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gleason, Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Yeah, so um, that's exciting. Our Best Picture nomination. I think it got a Best Director nomination as well. Yeah, it um, did. Just very exciting for that movie. I did not expect it to do that well. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I. it is one of the best. Like, There's a lot of dark comedies that came out this year that are very good, but that one might stand up as the top because it was so silly yet so funny and so and dark earnest. at the same time. And yes, 
it had relatable. everything it was so relatable but at the same time so insane it had moments where we were just like what the hell is going on but it was so grounded too so much fun in that movie like if you're a fan of martin mcdonough movies i think you're gonna enjoy it like three billboards outside ebbing missouri I want to say In Bruges is another one that he made with both Colin Farrell and Donald Gleason. Very Mm -hmm. funny movie. Just everything he's done is really good. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy for him. I think this movie is great. I'd love to see it get some Oscar nominations, too, because it's a really fun movie. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's going to win anything, but I think it's a victory getting a lot of nominations. Mm -hmm. Um, A movie that we expected to get a lot of nominations and is delivering is uh, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans has a Best Picture, a Best Director nomination. How are we feeling uh, about their odds? So I haven't seen it yet, so I can't speak to the quality of it, but from what Mm -hmm. I've been hearing and from what I know about it, it's not shocking that it's getting other nominations. And if Spielberg Spielberg walks out with some trophies, great for him. You always love to see it. I think a lot of people in this movie, and I've seen a lot of talk about Paul Dano a lot too, which mm-hmm. I didn't see him on the nominations list in there, I don't think. Well, Michelle Williams has a best uh, lead in a, a drama, which mm-hmm. I feel like if she was supporting, she would have a much better case because she's literally not the main character of the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to win anything. I think it's one of those you're obligated to nominate it because like, you nominated Belfast for a million things. Um, but no. I'm not huge on the Fablemans. I think it's a great movie. I definitely go see it, but it's, I don't think it's walking away with anything. Oh boy. Uh, can you still see me at the moment? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Mike. Yeah. And especially as a film kid, like I've heard that it's very inspiring and it kind of talks about like Spielberg's love for film. And that's cool. I really would like to see that kind of stuff, especially on a big screen that I don't think I'll have the time to be able to see it because a lot of more stuff coming out. But I'll probably watch mm. it at home and it'll still have some impact on me. And I'm still really excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one of the other uh, nominees this year, Tar, also has a, a lead actress for Kate Blanchett nomination that I think I think it's going to run away with. Uh, but oh. we also have Olivia Coleman, Violet Davis, Anna Darmus, and Michelle Williams. So um Michelle so, Yo, she doesn't have to go up against her at least. That's nice. Yes, that is nice because they're probably going to have to duke it out at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think she's well deserved, and I yeah, she's going to run away with it. The only other one that I know of that I've seen in that category so far is Ana de Armas in Blonde, which we already know my thoughts on that. And I think yeah, Tar is great. If you haven't seen Tar yet, both of us really dug it. So go check mm-hmm. it out yourself because. Lots of crazy stuff happens in that movie, and especially Kate Blanchett absolutely slays that role. Big time. Uh, another one, a fan favorite of ours, uh, Everything Ever All at Once, getting nominated for quite a bit. I think that's going to clean up, especially yes. at something like the Golden Globes, where they have like, oh, here's a more comedic one, and here's the serious one. Yeah. Um, Top Gun Maverick has a best picture in the drama. Uh, do you think that has any chance? Um. I don't, honestly. I think the best shot it has, actually, is the song, just because the song is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lady Gaga is fantastic. Yes. Um, But I don't think it has too, too much of a shot. I think the fact that at the last second, a buzzer beater, Avatar The Way of Water, 
comes out and uh, we didn't even see it yet before we saw these nominations and it's nominated for best motion picture drama. And I think that that being another premier elite, like upper blockbuster, uh, I think that they're going to split the votes between the two of them. Uh, but that's a good transition into Avatar, the way of water. Uh, how do you feel about the movie? So if you know me and my history with Avatar, I went into this movie expecting to not really enjoy it, especially with that three-hour runtime announced before going in. I wasn't geeked, but I got my ticket. It was literally one of the last tickets that wasn't a front-row ticket for IMAX 3D on Thursday night, and I had a blast watching that movie. I was so shocked by it. Not only, like, even in Top Gun Maverick, I had to piss three times, and that was a way shorter movie. This one, I only went once, and that was just because... I really just had to take a break for a second because I didn't want to, but I had to piss so bad because this movie is Mm. so good from the first movie having great visual effects, but very much lacking a story. This one has a lot more story and a lot more going on to attach to it, whether it's all of the different characters introduced more of the characters that we already had, but more in depth of what's going on with them. Like, I still refuse to say that Jake Sully's that great of a character, but the people around him are very good. Mm-hmm. And He's much better in this one than he was in the first one. Very much. And the effects and all the water stuff looks phenomenal in 3D. Like, if you can see it on the biggest screen possible, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it on the the frame rate change, but I did get to see the IMAX 3D, and that was really amazing, too. So I had a blast watching it. What are your thoughts? Mm. Oh, well, I'll touch on the last thing you just said there. Uh, so the higher frame rate, I saw the higher frame rate and it does at times feel like a video game, like like almost like Call of Duty, like I'm, I'm looking through that perspective. Um, but I thought it looked fantastic. I think this is the best visually stunning movie of the past, like since Avatar, like honestly, like there is not this is in a class of its own. James Cameron wrote the book. He knows what he's doing. He, like at the bare minimum, you could watch this movie with the sound off and it would still be, you get something out of it. 100%. And that being said too, the music in the movie, very good. Just mm-hmm. so much in here. Like it's all together. Mm-hmm. One of the best blockbusters of the year by far. And that's not and, something I was expecting to say. <laughs> And, and you, know, you know what I trust James Cameron to do more than anyone else in the world. I, I defy you to name someone that's more reliable when it's come when it comes to directing a sequel to a you know sci-fi horror franchise movie. You know what I mean? We have Aliens, we have Terminator 2. He knows how to do this. He literally started um, his career with Piranha 2. I haven't seen that. I actually do want to catch that. Now. I haven't I mean, seen it either. <laughs> I haven't seen The Abyss and True Lies either, but I, I'm I'm so inspired after I watching actually, this movie. I actually have The Abyss on VHS, but I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. VHS, wow, wow. I bought a I bought a box of VHS tapes recently because I got a new VCR and it came. It was a box and it came with ET, The Abyss, mm. uh, Aliens, like a bunch of James Cameron stuff. Actually, <laughs> there you go. Well, he's great. He he is officially like he's always been an event director and it's just so nice to have him back. You know what I mean? Like he went to sleep and now he has returned like right. Christ has risen. You know what yeah, I mean? He was, 
he was doing like documentaries and stuff. That's basically what he was doing with his time. So mm -hmm. maybe he was just waiting for the technology to catch up with all his ideas. I don't know, but well, he was it, trying to make this. Yeah. And it, I think this was worth the wait. Yeah, very much so. Like mm -hmm. as much as we all memed the hell out of him because Avatar one came out 2009, it's now 2022. And the second one finally came out, but mm -hmm. luckily he stockpiled those other ones. And hopefully the visual effects are fast enough for him because as much as I wasn't expecting to say this, I want Avatar 3, like, as soon as possible. I would mm -hmm. love to see where this story goes. We have a lot more going on, and I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. I Yeah, I can't wait going forward, uh, especially where we leave off at the end of this movie. Um, but I have a good question for you. Would you consider Avatar the way, the, the way of Water? Would you consider that the Empire Strikes Back of the Avatar franchise? I mean, so far, yes. Mm -hmm. It is, like... Obviously, my thoughts, this movie is miles better than the original movie. Mm -hmm. Like, just from a story standpoint in general. Like, the first one, as much as I like looking at it, at this point, will I ever go back and watch it now that I have Avatar Way of the Water? Mm -hmm. No, I probably won't. I'll probably just go straight to that one because I don't really... There's not even a whole lot of story to build off of from the first one. No, this this movie makes the first one better. And honestly, I, I wouldn't blame anyone who said either one is better than the other because the first one was the first one that we got introduced to Pandora and like the whole foundation was built on that first movie and it was so new and different. This is just a sequel, but it's a great sequel and it does elevate upon the first movie specifically with the villain. Uh, they, I didn't really look into it very much, but when I found out who and how the villain is, I fell in love with that. It reminded me a lot of Terminator 2. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, I... You know what I mean? Because because there we have the villain from the first one. He's back, but he's a good guy this time. And we kind of have the opposite of that in a way. And I think that's gracefully handled and it's not spoon fed to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a lot of that's kind of my problems with the first one, kind of, is that it didn't didn't really let you think as much as this one kind of does. It lets you kind of develop more. I don't know how to describe it that well, but like you were saying, the first movie, especially I will give it Pandora looks phenomenal in that first movie, which we get a whole new setting with this new movie. And that's kind of what I liked too, is that we still get a little bit peek at Pandora, but we get this whole new world that James created. And it's just a whole new place and with a whole new people that we get to experience. And I feel like I know these people almost more than I know more of the Navi on Pandora, which is crazy to say. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, 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 I thought of this, right? So we're talking about the Empire Strikes Back of the Avatar franchise, right? I I think this franchise, since it's nominated for Golden Globes, who's to say it won't be nominated for Best Picture and Best Director there? You know what I mean? You can make a great case for at least James Cameron being Best Director. Like it took him eight years to make this movie, like not to go all Richard Link later boyhood on you but um I, i'm i'm really excited i think it'll be a lord of the rings situation where it's nominated every single movie and we don't win until the end game the return of the king of the franchise you know what i mean i do i like do it'll have paid its dues you know it's funny because like the last podcast i think i actually caught it out on tiktok that i would kind of be mm -hmm. disappointed if this movie was kind of nominated for best picture mm -hmm. but now after seeing it I wouldn't be that pissed off with the nomination. Mm -hmm. And like, there are a lot of movies that I like more than this movie, 
But if mm. it snuck in there and took that best picture trophy, I wouldn't be pissed. Just because it, there's nothing really wrong with this movie. Uh, this, the, this or Top Gun? I still have more fun watching Top Gun, I think. I'd ha- I need to rewatch Top Gun. I need to rewatch both of them just to be sure. But I think see, I have just slightly more enjoyment out of Top Gun still. See, I never need to rewatch Top Gun Maverick in my life. I'm going to rewatch Avatar The Way Water in theaters again, in like IMAX, 3D, like higher frame rate. Like I'm going all out again. Like sign me up. This movie rocks. This movie's going in my top 10 movies of the year. Like James Cameron might be who I vote for best director. I, I'm due to vote for that in like three days. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm all in, you know? At this point, it's not cracking my top 10. It's cracking my top 20 for sure. It's right outside of there, I think. It's kind of fighting around like the 12 area, I think. Mm-hmm. And Top Gun's still very much towards the top. But yeah, I don't think it's... It's not my favorite of the year at all. But it's a great movie. And I, I, I probably would go see it again in theaters if I had like someone that wanted to go really bad. Mm-hmm. So... Um, who's your all star character? Who 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 who's the best one to you? In who that movie, who steals the show of the Avatar Way of Water? Honestly, a lot of the scenes, whenever he's in them, Stephen Lang kills that shit. He's so good. That's my pick too. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, how do you feel about people saying like complaining, being like, "Oh, Natiri doesn't do as much, and she's just kind of like pregnant, and that's it." No, I mean, she didn't do a whole lot in the first movie either, but I think no, she's she awesome in, in the first movie. She's the best part of the first movie, if you ask me. Well, yeah, she her, she steals the scenes in the first movie by far. She just doesn't really seem to have a lot of screen time in a way. I don't know. But in this mm-hmm. movie, I don't think, like, there's a lot of other people to talk about, though. Like, they're introducing so many other characters, but she definitely has a fair amount of time, I think, especially talking about her struggles over her children and trying to keep them protected and also going to this new place away from her home. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot to do with her character. So Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that argument whatsoever. Really? I loved her in this. I I love how she goes crazy at the end. Yeah. We're not, are we not spoiling this? Are we spoiling this? Um, Uh, We'll we'll try not to at this point. I think we've been dancing around it pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Without saying too much. Uh, Speaking of dancing around spoilers, uh, Sigourney Weaver plays a character in this movie and it is known that she is playing a teenage version of uh, herself, but as a Navi. Yeah. So it's like her, her, the daughter of her like clone. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, but it's cool. And Mm -hmm. I could tell, I think it works. Yeah. They kind of like, I think they did a little bit of editing to her voice, but it works really, really well. And I liked it a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. It's funny, the scenes that we do see with some of the people from the first movie, I swear were shot back in like 2014 when they started production of this movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A lot of the people look very similar too, which I was shocked by. Like, especially with all the years going by from 2009 till now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I love everything that they do with Scorny Weaver's character. Her opposite, I feel, um, this spider character... I love him as well. Everything they do with him is great. Um, they really do a good job of introducing us to this new generation in a way that feels like a natural progression and a welcome progression. Because we didn't really care much about Jake Sully and you know before in the first movie. So now by 
having a, a collection of characters and they all have their own little adventures that they go on during the movie. Like we really get a lot of time, personal time with these people. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of just downtime in the middle because they like quickly like catch you up to speed at the beginning of the movie. They throw a lot at you yeah. and then we're chilling when we go to the sea people. And then the last hour is just this big, huge bombastic action scene. And it's, it's stellar. Yeah, I easily thought it was going to end like two or three times during that last that scene for sure, mm-hmm. like that last battle action. And then it kept mm-hmm. going, but I wasn't really mad that it kept going. I was like, fuck it, let's mm-hmm. just keep fighting, do everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this yeah. is like the Fast and Furious of the Avatar movies. It's all about family. Yep. And But there's so much, There's every character gets their own time, like you were saying, and... Mm-hmm you kind of get attached to every single one. So when that last battle happens, it's like, oh shit, I don't want any of these people to get hurt. Please be okay. And it works so well in that man. Mm-hmm. And I love the whale. The whale is my other MVP. Yeah. Uh, I even said it from the beginning. I was like, this is, this is who I'm excited about. I want a plushie of this character. And he, he uh, uh, tore shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. I did not expect this movie to take me over to the dark side and have me loving Avatar now, but I think it kind of do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised that you liked it. I'm I'm happy that this turned you, converted you into an Avatar fan going forward now. Um, I'm, I'm really excited going forward. I love this movie. I'm going to see it again. Five out of five. It's like I said, it's going to make my top 10. I think it's currently at like the seven range. Like right around in that the Batman range because what do you like more the Batman or this? I think the Batman is still above it. Mm-hmm. But is it like close? It's fighting. Like like I said, I think Batman's still in my top ten, but it's sitting just outside, and mm-hmm. I don't have it finalized at all yet. I think I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to finalize it here in the next few days. Although I'm still missing like a ton, so I don't mm-hmm. know. But. If they- if they had like a best blockbuster award, the nominees would be like Avatar, Top Gun, Nope, The Batman, and I'm probably missing a good one, right? What's a good blockbuster we missed? Let me count everything everywhere as a blockbuster. No, A24. <laughs> that is not Elvis technically. They're almost becoming a, a blockbuster studio, company. Summer blockbuster musical movie. Oh. Clearly that's successful. I and, and Babylon might be successful as well oh how are we feeling about avatar the way of water's box office uh so far yeah that's gonna be interesting because james cameron said it had to be really really big and it's not as big as they need it to be so far but Mm -hmm. i honestly think over the holidays and james cameron's box office is always one to just keep crawling up and getting bigger and bigger as it Mm -hmm. goes so i think he still has a fighting chance but i'm surprised it wasn't as big as it should have been I think it'll have longevity. You know what I mean? Like this is, I think it's must watch stuff, but the problem is, is it's hard to go on opening weekend because there's not too many showings because it is three and a half hours. And the fact that it is three and a half hours and everyone knows, like it's famously a really long movie. Like it's not one you could just go catch on a whim. You know, you have to plan that stuff out. So people like going to see it and then it's such a, you know, a massive movie. So much is going on that so many people are going to go see this again. And it is great. So people are going to want to see it more times. So I think it will have legs. It'll still be doing business in January and February, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Top Gun Maverick did all year. So mm-hmm. if it does anything like that, it should have a very good box office. And I hope that people do that and don't do the thing that, unfortunately, a lot of people have been doing lately, where it's, oh, it's three hours long. I'll wait for it to come on Disney Plus because that's exactly where it'll this be. This is in a three theater months. movie. This is, I must watch ag- the theater. And I agree, but there are people out there that unfortunately just don't want to go to the movie theater anymore especially for something that's three hours long because whether it's seating people being shitty like people just don't want to go to the theater anymore if they can just wait a little while and see it at home no matter how big the movie is unfortunately we've been seeing that with so many movies over the past couple of years and the pandemic didn't help at all either mm-hmm. i had a prime viewing experience dolby uh at the amc uh 3d uh, it was absolutely beautiful. My my theater was well behaved. I was sitting with my buddy, and I remember that there was an action sequence with an arm, um, and my buddy literally like put his fist up in the air, like yeah, that's great. Um, and do you have any final thoughts on this movie? No, go see it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, go see it, guys. Avatar: The Way of Water. See it in theater. See it in the best format you can see it in. Just see it on the big screen and. You know, go see it with other people. Yeah, I want this movie to succeed really well. There's not really going to be much else out. Uh, Babylon's also good. And I heard Puss in Boots is good. Are you going to see that? I am really excited. The first one mm-hmm. was a surprise hit for me. Like, I saw it years after it came out, thinking it was just going to be like a meme thing. But it's mm-hmm. very enjoyable. Like, one of the better Shrek movies by far. Yeah, I like, isn't Zach Galifianakis like an egg? You know, yeah, he's the, he's the Humpty Dumpty guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i remember him like that's a memorable character i don't know i i thought it had a fun sense of humor i, I like that the animation is getting more uh experimental in this one and so i'm excited for I, i'm probably gonna see it tomorrow at noon 30 that's awesome i think antonio banderas like he has a lot of fun as that character and it kind of you kind of feel it when you watch it i think that's mm-hmm. part of the fun of it but it's silly fun i i'm actually pretty excited to watch it Mm-hmm. What is going to be your next theater movie? Is it going to be Babylon or something? Um, I want to dance with somebody, which I saw today. I'm not sure yet. I'm, I might go try to go tomorrow if I have time, but if not, it'll probably be Babylon. Mm-hmm. Just to get out of the way how I feel about I want to dance with somebody because I, I promise I have 30 seconds on it. Um, it's fine. Like, I don't know. It's a very by the numbers musical biopic. Um, there's nothing good about the filmmaking aspect. The two lead performances, Stanley Tucci, uh, Naomi Eki, I think is how, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she's fantastic in it. Um, she's gorgeous. The music's fantastic, but it's just, it's two hours and 26 minutes. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, but I wore my Giants jersey and I had a good time And because they she sings at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any interest in it? Did I sell you on it? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I'll probably watch it, but you definitely didn't sell me on anything. I'll All watch right. it when it get when it comes out on like streaming, probably, but not a theater watch. Awesome. Okay. Well, the next movie we're going to talk about is Weird. The Al Yankovic story is a movie that you recommended to me, and I finally got the chance to see. And it's funny because my girlfriend didn't even know who Weird Al was, so before I showed her, the saga begins because that's my personal favorite. And then I, to my knowledge, White and Nerdy is the most iconic. Did you not just show her a picture of myself and just be like, that's Weird Al? (laughs) No, I love it. I love the Weird Al look. 
Uh, I'm I'm trying to do a long hair thing uh, as well myself. I just end up looking like my mother, you know? <laughs> Same, actually. But, uh, yes, Weird Al is an icon of my childhood, for sure, with white and nerdy. I mean, even Amish Paradise, like, everything he does just makes me laugh so much. And he's just a comedic icon. But that's pretty crazy that she has no idea who he is. But I also mm-hmm. get it because especially with people like even as my age and younger, he hasn't been like huge lately. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why she probably doesn't know him. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, I was a big fan growing up. And this movie was just such an ode to who he was. It might be my favorite musical biopic ever, especially after seeing I Want to Dance with Somebody and have it be such a, a by the numbers like musical biopic and then see something that clearly was made with real passion. This is a funnier die presents movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was actually written by Weird Al as well with a co-writer. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Radcliffe, they got Daniel Radcliffe to be in it, which at first I was like, oh, I don't like in these biopics when the actor doesn't sing. You know, I would rather them sing. Uh, but I think it's funny that he doesn't sing because it's making fun of how like a Bohemian Rhapsody uh, compared to Rocket Man, where Freddie Mercury, played by um, uh, Rami Malek, uh, he didn't sing. He lip synced, you know, but Taron Edgerton playing Elton John sang, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm passionate about that. So I, I really connected with that. I thought it was hilarious uh, all the way through the songs were great. I thought I love the plot, how they uh, not not like like exaggerated. You know what I mean? They played with the parody angle and everything with Michael Jackson. And then the ending of the movie was the icing on the cake. Uh, It was a full meal for me. It's a five out of five. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite comedies of the year for sure. So funny. So Mm self-aware. It's it's very much in the vein of Weird Al. He wrote it and it's a parody of his career. I think that's Mm -hmm. a hilarious idea. I mean, it's very much in the same vein as Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story which is a hilarious biopic too, that kind of played with this idea first, but this movie kind of takes that idea and just fucking runs with it. it and this is based actually off of a funnier die sketch a few years ago with Aaron Paul playing weird Al. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Daniel Radcliffe kind of fits it even better because he kind of has, he kind of almost gets that weird Al look perfectly with the mustache and the curly hair and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's pretty funny and all the stuff with Madonna and, the whole movie mm-hmm. is so goofy. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man. That's one of my favorite performances ever, and I think he's really great in here as well. Uh, no, I'm just a, I'm just a huge fan. I currently have it as my tenth favorite movie of the year, and I think I'm going to leave it there because movies that like really connected with me, like these comedic movies that maybe aren't as like deep or like highbrow as a lot of these like more awards, you know movies like i have the nick cage movie in my top 10 i love the nick cage movie that's hilarious and that's one i'm going to rewatch all the time and same thing with this uh daniel radcliffe uh weird movie because i have to go buy it now because <laughs> what the heck is roku how did you watch this i watched on roku yeah I, it made me so mm-hmm. upset that it was on there because this is the kind of movie that i feel like you can probably speak to it would have been so much fun to see this in a theater with a crowd, mm-hmm. people just laughing and hearing the songs on the speakers. It would have mm-hmm. been a great theater experience. And I'm kind of sad that we were robbed of that on a Roku app. But mm-hmm. I want to get the Blu-ray as soon as it's available for sure, because this movie is a ton of fun. And if you can find it on the stupid Roku app, watch it because you're going to love it. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, definitely recommend uh, Weird. That's all I have to say on it, Dad. Did you have any movies you wanted to bring up? So, let's get a little sad on you, because one of the movies of this year that, honestly, I was anticipating for sure once I saw it announced, just because I knew the story from history class in high school, and that is the Till movie. The story of Emmett Till, unfortunately, is a very sad story that happened not that long ago, if you really think about it, but it's the story of Emmett Till, who unfortunately was killed in the South by a group of white men who didn't even witness him doing anything, but thought that he criminalized this woman. All he did was whistle at her and kind of talk to her. He didn't deserve anything that happened to him at all. Like that's Mm -hmm. some crazy shit. And the story kind of goes into that as well as showing how the repercussions of his death affected so many people, not only his mother, but just the black community and so many countless others and how he still has an impact to this day. And, This movie does not hold back and does not pull any punches. It goes to the extent that I did not expect it to, but I respect the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. There's some pretty um, mortifying imagery in this movie uh, without spoiling. I mean, it's history, uh, but, you know, the body like that was uh, it's a very heavy experience. I cried six times and I, I think it's basically every single time that the mother talks to a different person, uh, you know, like, like they, that they like encounter her after yeah. it's happened, you know, whether it's like uh, her, I said her brother uh, as a family member. Uh, Cause he goes and stays with his cousins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, whether he sees one of them or he sees, she sees her parents or she sees um, a flurry, everybody that she sees. I'm, I'm like in tears yeah, and my favorite thing about this movie actually is, like you said, like it's not ancient history. This movie is like bright and beautiful and colorful, and everyone's dressed up all nice, and the town looks all nice. And I think it's such a uh, effective way of being like, "Hey, this is like, uh, don't worry, darling." You know, they're trying to paint this like, "Oh, the fifties, everything was great and beautiful and wonderful," uh, but this awfully atrocious act heinous act of hatred happened during this era um so that that really that was my favorite uh yeah it's thing the, about the movie it's the make america great again that's what people want to go back to is that bullshit so yeah I mean, oof, yeah you know yeah it's it's mm. unfortunate but this is a movie like we i've seen a lot of really shitty horror i mean not horror movies shitty historical movies in high mm-hmm. school, whether it be a Pearl Harbor or whatever, this is the kind of movie that I feel like high school students, when you're going through American history, should watch because it's so impactful. It doesn't pull back. It shows you the truth. And I think it's a movie that honestly I feel like could, if it affects one person and makes them think a little bit differently, mm-hmm. then it's doing its job. And it's it's great at that. And I respect the hell out of it for that. I rated it a five out of five. I think it's a beautifully made movie, like you were saying, shot Mm -hmm. so damn good, so impactful, especially like we were saying with all the different things after he died and showing his body and how brutalized he was. It is very impactful. So if you're if you're ready for that kind of thing, which I think most people should be, it's a movie that should be seen by everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am going to vote for Daniel Deadweiler. 
uh, best lead actress, not not over Tar, but she's my currently my two on the year, and she's fantastic in this movie. Uh, like this movie is such a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, it's one of the saddest movies of the year, and it'll make you mad. Like the ending of this movie, like makes you like angry. Yep. And uh, I definitely recommend this movie. And I would like to see it get more nominations for things. Like hopefully at the Oscars, it picks up the pace. You know, because yeah. Woman King is getting nominated, and that's a good movie, but like it's definitely not as effective as Till. You know what I mean? No, yeah, and especially like you were saying with her performance. I really hope that she gets some type of recognition from some type of nomination because from the scenes, especially like you were saying after T- Emmett dies, mm-hmm. it's some of the most emotional performances I've seen. Like Tony Collette, like she's just under that level of like emotional and just like distraught over things. And her delivery of her lines being so like just impactful in her words about Emmett and the situation that's being put on mm-hmm. her. Just so crazy. And yeah, it's one of the best performances of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've loved it. I'm a big fan. Big, 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 big fan. I don't think it'll make my top 10 because it's just not the type of movie I want to rewatch. I'm probably never going to rewatch it again in my life. Like, I'll get a really nice Blu-ray, never watch it. Yeah, because because top 10, realistically, if I was making, like, the best movies of the year, like, without my biases, it might sneak in there as a top 10. But me wanting to rewatch the movies is my top 10 of like my favorite movies of the year. And unfortunately, that will not make it in there because while I think Mm -hmm. everyone should watch it, I don't want to have to watch it again because it was just so sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Continuing the sad train, I'm going to bring up a pair of uh, feminist. Uh, not in a bad way. That, that I feel like sometimes that could have a very feminist. No, feminist. Yeah. We're like uh, she said in women talking. Uh, both came out. They both are about uh, sexual uh, assault and sexual abuse uh, in the world. And uh, she said was not as effective as women talking. Uh, I'll talk about women talking first because uh, that movie's phenomenal. It's going to get a Best Picture nomination. I don't think it has a real shot of winning, but I think it will with the ensemble of actresses that we have. It's fantastic. Uh, the director's got a lot of clout. Uh, it's based off of a novel, so it might get an adapted screenplay nomination. Um, it's a very interesting concept, and I love the way they go about it. It almost feels like a play, um, but I definitely recommend it. It's a very sad movie. It's a very heavy movie. The performances are fantastic. Uh, everyone's talking about Rooney Mara, uh, but Francis McDormand's in this movie. I thought Claire Foy was per- my personal favorite. Uh, and then, or Jesse Buckley, dude, Jesse Buckley. Remember men? Did you see men? Mm-hmm. Actually, this is a great companion piece of men. Like if you watch men and then watch this, because this movie is about like the horrors of like sexual assault and when nothing is done about it and how that affects the community and women as a whole. And uh, you can literally just showcase those horrors in men first to, to yeah. establish your point. Uh, did I sell you on women talking though? It's a very sad yeah. movie. Yeah, actually, like I have no idea about this movie. Like I know more about she said only because pretty sure Carrie Mulligan's in that movie. That's pretty much Had the only thing release. I know about that movie. Yeah, and I've heard people talk about it, but this mm-hmm. one I have not heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and she said is a lot more on the nose and obvious, and um, it was not well critically well received. I thought it was fine. I gave it a three out of five. Women talking is a five out of five, but she said is a three out of five for me. 
Um, I got what they were going for and it's well intended, but I just think that there's better versions of this. And like literally Trump is in the movie. Mm. Like like someone they they call Trump and on the phone you hear someone voicing Trump and the guy who's voicing Trump uh, is on SNL and it's like, am I supposed to be taking this seriously? You know what I mean? No. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I wish I could tell you the ending of she said it's one of the funniest things because I when I realized what they were going for in the last like minute of the movie I was like, <laughs> I'm sold. You know. Um, but no, that's a very unserious movie. Uh, a very serious movie is a uh, woman talking. Definitely check that one out. Uh, it's, it's very powerful, uh, an emotional movie. Well, jumping off of that one, we'll talk about one that we've both watched all mm-hmm. quiet on the Western front. Mm-hmm. It's actually a adaption of a novel from way back in the day and a mm-hmm. movie that was actually, I think it won Best Picture in the 40s, I think. Mm-hmm, 100%. And I, I watched that one. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think I rated it like a four out of five stars, somewhere around there. But this one is a five out of five. One of the mm-hmm. best war movies that I've ever seen. I loved it. I loved that it was completely in German. I thought mm-hmm. that was a great touch. Mm-hmm. But the war scenes, the cinematography, the way it was shot, so impactful and so... like. The war scenes especially are so good. Like, I felt like I was in the war. Like, it was almost as impactful as, like, Saving Private Ryan in the beginning for me. The way it was shot and the way they kind of have you, like, literally in the middle of all the battles. Mm -hmm. It was really good. And it kind of shows you how they were almost lied to in the beginning. Like, showed, like, ah, you're going to be the war hero and everything. It's going to be great. And then they just get into all of this terrible, terrible shit. Mm. It's sad. But it's so good. The whole thing just makes me think about like, like that poor little, because he was so happy and he was just happy to be with his friends and doing a thing and like mm-hmm. feeling like he's doing the right thing, you know. And he he was so uninformed about what he was doing. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a very effective movie. It's beautifully shot. It's beautifully directed. The lead performance is absolutely fantastic. Actually, you know, I should probably nominate him. I, I've been wondering about who's going to get my five spot, and I might give it to him. Um, I don't know his name, but it's a very good movie, but I think it's going to get lost in the shuffle this award season. It might get an international nomination because it, it's German, you said, right? It is. It is. Yeah, it's completely German. And it's so, like, I think that German really adds to it, especially because they're showing mm-hmm. it from the German side of World War One. And it's especially all the trench warfare stuff. And yeah, it's so sad because all these kids, they're literally kids and they come to the high school. And it reminds me a lot of people that I went to high school with that joined like the armed services out of high school. And if you talk to them about it now, they are very bitter about their experience and then they just hate what they did and hated being in it. So it's kind of very real in that stance as well. So it's a very good movie. If you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. Another one that I wish I could have seen in a theater because it's so damn big and feels like a very epic movie that unfortunately I only got to see on Netflix. But watch it when you can because it is very, very good. You know, I gave it a four out of five, I think, on Letterboxd. But I, I kind of want to change it to a five out of five because I think about it quite frequently, especially if I'm going to give it a best lead actor nomination. Yeah, I I, I would definitely look at it and mm. consider that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other movie that we wanted to talk about today? We we touched a little bit on Banshees and Vinisherin. 
Uh, we Oof. one thing we didn't get to bring up earlier was uh, Barry Cogan. Yes. Um, he's fantastic in this movie. I I've rewatched the scene with him and uh, what's the the lady's name in the movie? Oh, um, she's a very famous actress as well. But she's that scene second. is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I'm very excited. I think he got nominated as well. Carrie and- Carrie Condon is the woman's name. Carrie Condon. Yeah, that is a like. Oh, heart wrenching scene to watch. Such difficult, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really like beautiful and emotional and movie, and I, I'm really happy that it's nominated for a lot of things. And it's got a decent theatrical run. Like I think it's still out, and you can still go see it. And I'm happy that it's getting that kind of exposure. Well, and if you don't want to go to the theater, it is already on HBO Max as well. So mm-hmm. go see it when you can because it is fantastic. And yes. Barry is honestly becoming one of the best actors around right now, whether it's he was in the green Knight last year, he was in last year. He was also in um, the Marvel. What the hell was it called? Eternals. Eternals. Not to be confused with the elementals that comes out next year. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm going to be so confused when it comes to all this stuff, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, he was in the Batman already this year. Kind of. Mm -hmm. And he's in this movie, like, <laughs> yeah. And he's, I feel like he's going to be in Batman more when the next one comes out. But this dude's honestly creeping up as being one of the like must see actors right now, in my opinion. Fantastic, mm-hmm. transformative in all of his different roles. So mm-hmm. it's going to be cool. He kind of almost gives me like Heath Ledger vibes, which is very fun. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, I I'm very excited for everything he does going forward. I mentioned to you earlier that this role here kind of feels like Leonardo DiCaprio and what's eating Gilbert Grape. Um, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but like, it just gave me a lot of shades of that. It's a very good movie and a great performance. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about that. It's definitely getting hot. This awards race is getting really, really hot. Uh, what, what other movie did we want to talk about today? Amsterdam. Yes. Speaking of the award season, a movie that will not touch it is Amsterdam because uh, people didn't like this movie. How did you feel about it? I don't. Okay. I get why people don't like it, I guess, because it wasn't like the best movie of the year, but I also don't understand why people like are hating on it because I don't think it was boring whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I'm also one of the people that did not like American hustle, which I guess people are relating it to quite a lot because it has like the three person cast and everything. And I don't know. People are related it's against a big, David O'Russell. Uh, David O'Russell David movie, so people are comparing it uh, to it. But I think this cast is better, in my opinion. It has an ensemble, a huge ensemble. Some people are much better than others. Chris Rock being one of the ones that, that didn't really do that well, in my opinion, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a fun movie. I don't. I think it was shot really well. I think it was interesting. It had really cool story. It kind of slowed down in the middle a little bit but the cast is really what sells it mm-hmm. i my my argument for the movie because it's funny we're both like defending it because it, it it's like honestly i think that variety had a bottom five movies of the year list and they had two of them and amsterdam was on one of them and i don't think it deserves that kind of hate because at the bare minimum i got to hang out with christian bale and all of my friends <laughs> you know what i mean like christian bale it's not his best performance but He's still doing a good job and he's definitely trying out there. And while it's definitely a weaker 
uh, entry in David Russell's filmography, like it's even worse than Joy, I still didn't. Why well, my expectations lowered? So uh, I guess that played into it because I saw it after I heard all of the negative well, press. And I didn't have that high of expectations because, like I said, American Hustle, I don't really like it at all, actually. American Hustle is much better than this. I, I like I, I like this more, but I get mm. it. But I haven't seen Joy, so I can't speak to anything like that. But I don't know. I think it was a fun movie. Taylor Swift was cool to see. <laughs> that was such a weird inclusion in the movie. I don't know why don't she know was really there. Doing this, you know what I mean? She was there just for the star power and to try to get more seats in there because... And, and it failed. It failed miserably. I think people are kind of just not in David Russell now. Yeah, it seems I think like... His, his negative press of him not being the nicest guy on sets and everything must have really like mm-hmm. gotten to people's brains and... I think his movie is just not being like if they were better, I think people would overlook it. But because they're just kind of mid that people are just like. Bowing mm-hmm. out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if the quality was there, I, I'd be more accepting. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'll still see his movies because I think he's an interesting director. Um, But yeah, this is definitely one of his weaker entries. And I'll probably never see it again. But I gave it a three out of five because I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I even gave it a three and a half. I gave it higher than you. <laughs> Wow, wow. But yeah, uh, other movies that I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else on your horizon like you're going to see in theaters soon? Because I've basically seen uh, everything except for I need to see Spoiler Alert and The Mean One. I still need to see both of those. I still need to see Fableman really badly. Yeah, that's a fantastic movie. Uh, I really... I really loved it. It's the best of the like directors making movies about themselves as a kid movies. Well, someone said that Roma is one of those. And I was like, oh, shoot. I totally forgot that that counts. Well, some um, boots starts tomorrow, I guess. I, I'm going to see it in the morning. I'm excited about it. Um, what's it called? Oh, I, so Devotion. I saw you rated that pretty high. I, I did like Devotion. So I went into it very highly motivated to dislike it since I'm not a big Top Gun fan or to like a Devotion and be like on Letterboxd, like finally a good movie in 2022 about Navy pilots. You know, uh, I really wanted to go on that victory lap and I was delivered like this movie is actually has balls like the original Top Gun and not like Maverick. Uh, it's about things. I care about the romantic subplot in the movie. Like I'm really the romantic subplot in the movie is basically the emotional crux of the movie here in Devotion. And I I thought the plane action was just as cool. And like I get that in Top Gun Maverick, like it's a good idea of marketability wise to be like, oh, we're fighting the enemy. We don't know who the bad guy is. You know, we're not gonna call out a specific country. Um here in devotion we know where it's the korean war you know what i mean so that's something i can actually get behind in the real world because if it's such a realistic thing like u.s navy pilots you know unless it's like avatar it's hard to fictionalize that you know yeah i want to see this one for sure because like when i saw it i was like okay this is like a glenn powell actually got to have the role that he originally had in top gun maverick as goose's son because he's like Mm. the co-star of this movie Mm-hmm. he's very good in it he's he's fantastic i'm not a big fan of uh he's really having a moment jonathan majors he's gonna be in the ant-man movie uh i like jonathan majors he was in that netflix uh western cowboy movie mm-hmm. recently and he's going to be in uh, creed 3 as well 
Um, so he's he's really having a moment and he's fantastic in this and it's an emotional movie. It's a little long, but like I really didn't mind it and I felt a lot of emotions. I should check that one out for sure because I want to see that one. That only has one showtime left in my theater, but yeah, Puss in Boots, Empire of Light. I haven't seen that one yet either, but have you seen it? Uh, yes, I'm actually a big fan. Not a big fan of Empire of Light. I'm a decent fan. I just liked... Once I realized that the whole movie was just going to be hanging out with Olivia Coleman at this movie theater, I settled in because I went into that completely blind. I just knew it was Sam Mendes, who is fantastic. I'll see anything he does. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score. You got Colin Firth and Olivia Coleman in the movie. So I, I'm I'm there. You punched my ticket. And it was nice to happen upon the plot of a big awards movie like this. I think it'll get nominated for a lot, but it's not going to win anything because it's not actually that great. It's another one of those, like, this is what happened when I was a kid, uh, Sam Mendes. Uh, it's about him, and it's also about Black Lives Matter uh, riots and the, the movement and everything like that. So Yeah, I, I didn't know much about it other than Olivia Coleman, but the rest of that definitely sold me on the rest of it, so I'll see it, but I just don't know when. Yeah, he wrote, like, two different movies during the pandemic, and then he just kind of, like, mashed them up together. Um, but no, it's shot beautifully. It's also that cinematographer that's the best cinematographer, Roger Deakins. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, yeah. It looks gorgeous. I want to go to that movie theater and Olivia Coleman is one of my, like, she's a lock, you know what I mean? Like to deliver awesome awards, nomination worthy content, you know, like, I don't think she should win, but like if she got a nomination at the Oscars this year, what she did at the Globes. I'm not unhappy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Like, anytime she gets nominated for stuff, it's deserved, just about, so. Mm -hmm. I'd recommend Devotion over uh, that. Uh, And then Woman King, you didn't see that? That was out in theaters for a long, long time. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it literally just left my theater, but. Think about that. It was out back in, like, September. Yeah, yeah, like like I'm saying, it it was there like a couple days ago. I'm pretty sure like it just now left. So big ups mm-hmm. to them. I think it still had some longevity. It might even still be playing in theaters in my town specifically. But mm-hmm. yeah, I still want to see it because I've heard nothing but positive things about it. Yeah, it's a very good movie, four star movie. Um, you know, uh, the menu is a very good four star movie. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of good four-star content out there. Um, Honestly, you know, Strange World is already being announced to coming on to Disney Plus in a couple weeks, but I think sad. that's a really fun movie that I wish more people would be seeing. Actually, shit, not even a couple weeks. It's like the 28th, so like the a 23rd, week from now. The 23rd, it's 23rd? Uh, two days from now, yeah. Friday? A month after it was released in theaters. That's, Isn't that sad? That's so shitty. At, at least, like... At least uh, fucking Turning Red got a Golden Globe nomination. At least there's that. Because this mm-hmm. year for animation, it just feels like Disney's is disrespecting everything that's good. They're just not putting any money into the marketing. And when it fails, they can sit there and be like, we'll see you. It didn't succeed. Uh, but no, it's not really that great. And I don't really feel bad for Disney or the movie in the scenario. So. I feel bad for the for the people who are making these products that Disney's literally just disrespecting. That's why I feel bad for. Yeah, I, I think it'll be different going forward with the change in uh, leadership over there at Disney. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no good good time to be at the movies. Any other uh, good movies you wanna you wanna bring up before the What's, buzzer here? Because this is our Christmas episode, let's just mm. throw out a couple Christmas favorites that we're gonna watch over the next few days and 
Maybe give some people some ideas Ooh, that, that are I'm watching. going to watch. Yeah. You know what? I'll start off for you. Uh, I have the collection of the Die Hard movies, and I've only seen the first one, but I've seen the first one several times. So if I rewatch the first one for Christmas, then I can continue on with the next, like, what is it, four movies? Five. Yeah, so four after one. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. The fifth one, don't bother as much. I haven't seen I have the third to. one. The third one is the only one I haven't watched. I've watched the second one. It's still a Christmas movie for sure. The third one, I don't know. The fourth one and the fifth one are not Christmas movies whatsoever. But if you watch the mm-hmm. second one on Christmas or, or the same time you watch the first one, good double feature. Kind of the same movie, but good double feature. Honestly, I could throw it on tonight. I'm not, I'm not doing anything okay. tonight. I could probably watch it. Honestly, Die Hard 2, I think it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What are you watching these days? Um, What I definitely have lined up that I haven't watched yet. Well, I'm, I'm going to watch the Home Alone once again because I just fucking love all those movies. Like Home Alone 2 especially is like my favorite. But mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's The Grinch is one that I still need to get in there for sure because iconic performance from Jim. That's true. Love it so much. Honestly, I'll probably watch all of them. The only one I've watched so far is the old cartoon of The Grinch, but I love the new one too. Like Bandit Cumberbatch was fun. I told Lauren I would throw on Elf because she went to the concert. You know, they play the instruments with the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to rewatch that one. That one's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I might throw on like Fall Asleep to Klaus. Uh, you ever see Klaus, the animated one? I haven't. I need to watch that. I, I'm going to strongly recommend you Klaus. Uh, it's a 2D animated movie. I think, or it might be 3D animated, made to look like 2D animation, but it was a Netflix 2019. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature. I picked it to win. It didn't. Yeah. Uh, lost a Toy Story 4, but it's a Christmas fixture for me. Obviously, it's a story about Santa Claus, uh, but Jason Schwartzman plays the main character, and he's really funny in it. It comes out at a really good angle. There's good music. Uh, it's a good reinvention of the story, and it's, it's just got a lot of heart, and it's real genuine and sweet, and it's got that Christmas uh, family vibe you want, you know, these days. Watch it with uh, your niece. It's actually a really great movie for children. Yeah, I'll definitely do that because I want to watch that. I kind of forgot it existed. So I'll definitely be watching that one. Actually, uh, I want to watch Jack Frost. I've never seen Jack Frost. That movie looks terrifying. I want to watch it. Is it good? The horror movie? Jack Frost. It's the one with Michael Keaton. Michael and, Ke- well, uh, okay. Just so you know, there's a mm-hmm. horror movie called Jack Frost, too. I think I know what you're talking about. It's got like the mouth. Of yeah, the black it, mouth. it doesn't look like that in the movie whatsoever, but the, the mm. poster is very terrifying. But mm. yes, the Michael Keaton one is also pretty terrifying just because it's so weird. But yeah, Michael Keaton dies in like this car accident. I think it's turned mm. into his spirit gets put into oh, a snowman. I've seen the trailer a million times in my childhood. It was my favorite to watch as a kid. Like I, It wasn't matter if it was Christmas or what. Like I would just put in mm. the tape all the time and watch it. Mm-hmm. I I think it was I just I like I like Michael Keaton a lot. So if you're a fan of Keaton, it's a fun time. It's very cheesy and very stupid, but it's a family Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, on that note, uh, go watch your Christmas movies, everybody. Go to the theater as well. Check out Avatar: The Way of Water, please, God, dear God, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I would like to plug. Actually, I have been lazy. Well, back when the hurricane hit us, it was very hard, and uh, coming back from that was. Uh, challenge so i stopped doing videos for a minute but i've been doing so many lately weird the al yankovic story is on there emancipation the will smith movie is on there violent night the santa claus movie is on there i'm coming up with babylon soon avatar the way of water is up there 
go check it out. Uh, hard reviews. Uh, we'll put the link down in the description, but that's yep. what I would like to plug. Steve? Yep, I have some videos up too. I have the Avatar one that just came out a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. I've actually been putting stuff on my TikTok page, doing little like Christmas recommendations yeah, they've on been there. fun. Lauren I... loves uh, the one where like I was drinking the uh, the fruity beverage. Yeah, we have a TikTok for our podcast. I have a TikTok for myself. I'll put all those links down there. I have a ton of fun over there. So go follow all those pages. It's a fun time. And I yeah, lots of movie stuff. And if you want to catch any more Christmas stuff, Santa Slay is always good. I talk about it all the time. Uh, mm. Lots of other horror comedy, like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, another horror classic. So mm-hmm. watch all your horror stuff. Watch all the theater stuff. And we'll oh, I watched see- Krampus recently, so go, go, yes. go watch Krampus. Krampus is a great one to watch this time of year. It's so stupid, mm-hmm. but the effects in it are so damn cool. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Letterboxd. Thank you guys so much for checking out Ask Today. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody. Uh, love you guys. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye, Bye movies. Christmas. Yeah. Bye.